tenth idan. The tenth characteristic mentioned in Pirkei Avod that is needed for a great life is the midah of tahara. Huh? Of day, what do you think that means? Being pure. How is that a midah? As being pure, a midah. With a little. Being pure. How is how is purity a midah? Purity seems to be like tahor means the status. Like for example, I saw here, here very interesting that the Hazon Hiji, it was a letter to a young man who was struggling spiritually. He wrote the Hazanish some sort of a question, and he needed a little hizuk, a little strength like many young people need. So he told him, Lizaher me'od me'od. He says, be very, very careful. Me'achilat ta'anuk. He's not even talking about Besides eating, Start eating the right food. Besides that, that's like obvious. He says, be very careful from over emphasizing or overindulging when it comes to eating. Not saying you can't enjoy your food. But he's telling him, don't make a a celebration with me. A rad food. Do you do that? He said, Achilat Ta'anuk means that a person is eating and making a. Eating the lid. Ask you for a practical thing that we see a guy doing is that. Uh, that's what he's talking about. What would you say to someone doing? You would say, Looking, that's Ta'anuk. If I don't understand it in practical, I, I don't understand it. So, I don't know exactly, to be honest, and I think it could be, by the way, I think it could be, it could be, good morning, Joe. It could be different levels. It could be, it could be dependent on the first. For example, or the ta'anug of the hazanish is not the same ta'anug as the reverse. It depends. Depends where the person is holding in life. Yeah. Right? But indeed that you're overemphasizing food. When you have to eat by a certain restaurant, <coughs> and yet, 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 you're driving an hour and 40 minutes to get there, right? That's a problem. Right. And you have to make reservations uh, six months ahead. Right. You get a table, and you and you're not sleeping at night till you get a reservation, or you gotta pay somebody off. That's called you're over emphasizing the anuk. When a person makes food, in other words, if a person's going out to eat with his wife, so the goal is to go out with his wife, and the food is a side point. When the food, like Jerry said, when the food. When the time comes, I mean, uh, six minutes, but how is it? In car, the car, 
the edge from it. And also, another big item, big item, is talking about Putin. Pertempus, they don't like Pertempus. I've seen people sit around and just discuss, sit around and discuss the consistencies of the fashion. Just be battle. That's called the indulging the Danubo When you put too much emphasis, when you take a picture of your with pretending to your cousin, there's no one that's not guilty of it. When you use sport to bring people together, people does it. The green old is a green old thing. Shabbat, Tanu, food. Food brings us together. It keeps us on the table a little longer. No, we get tough. Green dessert. No, people can stay a little longer. If you didn't have food, people wouldn't talk to each other. Only time you talk to your family is around food. If there was no food, you would never see anybody. We would. So he's right. He would ask us, get the land like he mattered. Great is a bite of food. Shemekarevet. It brings people close. Sure. That is one of the goals of work. Is to bring people to rally around each other through the food. And food becomes a next excuse. Food has two goals. Food is, actually food has three goals. For a Jew, food has three goals. Goal number one, goal number one, made a hat. So it is bitta'an. Goal number one is bitta'an. Is reliance on Hashem. Ultimately, you need food to live. Who gives you your food? Where do you go get your food from? Do you see in your phone? Hashem feeding you. Do you see that Hashem gave you the food or your thing? The bank is giving you the or your business is giving you the food. Where are you getting your food? Where you sit down to eat? The, where you eat? Give me. Number one, the one number one is bitahon. Food is there to give us an ability to daily see Hashem giving us food, or the opposite when you fail, see your food coming from other places. That's one. Food coming food boy. Where does your sustenance come from? Basuk says, You think you're living on bread? You're living with Hashem is giving you something to lift you. The life of bread is not the bread. The sustenance of the bread is not the bread, it's not the food. The sustenance is the creator of the world through the food. So one of the goals of food is to see Hashem through the food. I lose you on that one. Any irony Again, when you sit down to eat, one of the things that we do when we eat is we say a berachat. The right berachat is So, one of the goals of food ones. Now remember, why did I make food? Say that we need to eat because we're hungry, or because we need sustenance. That's a, that's a, 
It's a primitive answer. It's a it's the correct answer. Remember, I told you as as Jews, we don't ask a question to get a scientific answer. Because we know Hashem creates science. So you tell me, well, why does it happen that it's sunny every day or there's light every day? You'll say, oh, well, 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 the way the earth runs around the sun, that's the way it works. Okay, fine, that designing take along. But who made it work? Why did he make it work that way? So when we answer, Mike, that you're correct. We eat because we're hungry or we eat that today. But we have to ask a deeper question. Why did I say make it that we need to eat to have something to do that? Rob, you don't have heat. Right? Or people. Why evil? What is the purpose that we need to eat? So the reason why we need to eat is because we need reminders daily that we need to rely on Hashem. We need daily reminders. Imagine first the sign to forget his father. So he does something, his father does something to remind him he's not the forgettable. A wife sees a husband's forgetting about him. Not a good one. I did for the relationship. So she finds him something and they can look at it a few times a day to remind him. Oh, what made them for? The reason why we're hungry altogether is that we should feel the connection to the Creator. How do we do that? Again, Hashem gives us free choice. You could choose to see Him or not. He gives you food. Food that you even not only sustains you, but food that you enjoy. Which, A, gives you your need, but you see, it gives you more than you need. It gives you pleasure. I want you to enjoy it. So every time you pick up a piece of food to eat, it's supposed to be an added connection to the creator of the world. That he is the one giving you your sustenance so that you can have this connection. That's the number one reason of what is Bita'an. Bita'an means you have a relationship with Hashem. So what's the other reason why you have food? Here is three. I forgot the word. What's the what's the other one? You took the little. One is to build your bitahan. So making their daily food is order. One is to bring people together. In Hashem gave us the ability to bring people together by serving food that everybody likes and needs, and we could rally around the food. But really, the goal is. Feed together. That's one of the important reasons. That's what it means. So yes, bridge. Food is important. But when food becomes the focus, when you start talking about food, when you start overdoing it when it comes to food, then says the Hazonish, he says with this young man, amazing. A young maid is writing him, I'm struggling spiritually. Or so I would have told him, go open the Havod of Havod, go learn the Musad. This is the Hazanish, Lizaer, Me'od, 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 Me'od. Be very careful, Me'achilat Ta'anuk. 
He's telling it seems he's telling you that your neshama, since you're struggling spiritually, your neshama is not is not healthy. So anyway, he's not helping you. So be very careful from the indulgence of food, of eating. He says, for this, infinite words, you ready for this? He writes it. We know, you ever hear about Tum'ah? There's Abba Tum'ah, there's Aviyah Boda Tum'ah, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. There's Rishon Le Tum'ah, there's Abba Tum'ah, there's the Aviyah Boda Tum'ah. Doesn't come all one size fits all. Tum'ah has different levels of Tum'ah. So there's Rishon Le Tum'ah, for example, for example, someone touches Tum'ah, he becomes a Rishon, the first year, connection and Tum'ah. That's a lower Tum'ah. Then there is the Abba Tum'ah. The Abba Tum'ah is the source of Tum'ah. That's the higher level. Then there's Avi Avotatur. That's like a dead body. Is the Avi, the father of a father. He, is, he has the biggest concentration of the. He tells us that we know in the physical world, the body, to us, it's a physical, it's a, it's a spiritual, uh, uh, a spiritual status of the body. The good. He says, Yes, we show the Tumar. Yes, Abba Tumar. Yes, Abi Avota Tumar. Good. That's the way in front. The Tumata Nefesh. There's something called the Tumar of the Soul. If I asked you where the Tumar of the Soul came from, the boy, me, who knows what you would have said? Who knows what I would have said? Tumata Nefesh. What's the Tumah of the soul? He says the Tumah the Nefesh shall miluya ta'avabiyah khilat ta'anu. So it is. Who davar zeh? Says this. Harry, I would have thought. We would have thought this is about like big eyes, hasidim, big people, big rabbi, no, great people that need them. He's writing this young man, he's telling him that this subject, and he says, Davar zehu mina shefalim mechod me'akevim et alimur. Which means it's one of the lower, and reaches the lower part of the soul and doesn't allow spiritual growth. Now we learn a new reason for four. Lord is going to determine the purity of your your nizhamat. If you put the focus on Lord, you're not able to focus on your spirituality. Basically, you're either focusing on the physical or you're focusing on the spiritual. Anyway, by the way, I just enjoy your lunch today. <laughs> enjoy your Lord. We're not telling you that you're supposed to be any not saying don't on your food. Saying that your homework is all about enjoying. You know, we're different. You can enjoy your food. 
adult make your food, you're enjoying it. You can enjoy your food, but don't make food your enjoyment. Eat, don't make food. Don't make food a priority. Okay, now, that's, uh, that was one explanation of Tara. But really, how is that a done? What What is the characteristic of Tara? So I'm going to tell you uh, a new, a new, a new, a new lane. Yes, what were you told? The word Tahara means, ready for this? If you want to be something great in life, sir, this is what you need. I pray that you need to be focused. You need to be focused on what you do. Whatever you do in your life, you need to be focused. Practice, be holy. Oh, that is the Nida of Tahara. Right? What does that mean? What is Tahana? What's the connection? Exactly. What is the connection between purity and focus? The answer is that when a person is involved in something, whenever you're involved in focus means that you purified your life from anything else. And you're fully tahar. You're only thinking about what you're doing. You tell me what you do. About what you're about there. Right now, you're talking to somebody. Focus, people. Don't be involved. It's like a person. I told you once, baby, I told you. Like a person who has a cup of wine. And there are sediments on your body. If you shake it, in every sip that he's very you're going to get something not good. If you let it settle, the top is weight, the bottom has all the junk. The human mind is like that cup. The human mind has endless amounts of clutch, endless issues. Endless people that he could think about, endless problems, endless worries, endless dreams, endless disappointments, endless plans. They're all here. This little brain is big. Seeing how much is it? It's all in it. Now you tell that guy, okay, now you gotta focus on this reading. Can't do it. His mind is all over the place. No, no, that this is a, one of the great characteristics of a person is to be fully focused on what they do. Because when you're not fully focused, you become very weak. When the human mind is very powerful, but it's got to be. Focus, concentrate. If it's splintered, so it won't have the ability. Like her example, for example, for example, it says by by the angel when I shift, when I shift, told, well, should I been, I'm gonna destroy this nation. I'm gonna make you the new father of this day of, of of your children. Well, she prayed. Okay, I should have told her. You know something. I mean, did I say she told her? I can't get rid of the 
what they did the damage. But instead of doing it one time, I'll do it instead of the Midrash said, instead of throwing a very big rock at them that will knock them out, I'll throw, I'll make the rock into many, many little pieces, and I'll throw it over time, one little rock at a time, until the rock is fully known at them. What do you see from this? The unbelievable thing. You see that when you have one rock, right? It's very powerful. It can destroy. But take the rock and put it into little pots. It doesn't really have much power. When you take something that together, you and have united. Very powerful. But when you're all little pieces, even though the stone totaled, you got to the big rock. But it's not as powerful. That is relevant in the way we operate on a daily basis. When you put your full energy into something, you have a much greater capability of success. You're involved in a conversation. Successful conversation when you're focused. When you're learning, the focus. When you're praying, you're focused. When you're involved with a business partner or a business need, focus. Whatever it is a person does in their life, if they're capable of focusing fully on what they do, they have given themselves the power to succeed in such an unbelievable way. Most people in today's world especially because of so many distractions, <laughs> they're like one, two, three, five percent dead. They're not fully dead. So when they're doing something, whether they're learning or they're working, they're not dead. And when you're not there, you don't have the ability to perform. When a per you know, when a person is what you know, multitasking, people people think me that that you do a lot of things at one time. It's a very terrible mistake. That people think, what's a multitasker? He does many things at once. That, that's a failure. A multitasker is the opposite. Is that even though he has many things to do, he is able to put them on hold and fully focus on one thing and get it done and he goes to the next. But when you have too many things on your plate, you don't do anything well. The Midah of Sahara is being able to live the moment. Live the moment. Take all your energy and focus. Why is it called Sahara? Why is it called purity? Why is it called purity? Purity of mind. Purity of mind. Which means you're able to purify your mind and focus strictly on what you're doing. So the Midah of Taharan is the Midah of the ability of focusing. Well, first it is fully focused on what he does. He has acquired the Midah of Taharan. A person who's thinking about other things weakens his ability to succeed. The route in a person control when his mind is all over the place. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't person have the ability what it'll look like. Cut back. Oh, yes. Your son comes to you and says, Dad, 
I want to focus. I'm having all the time. How do I do it? What's the, what is the uh, solution? How does a person work? Uh, and no, this is actually minimize abstraction. Grip, grip, like, oh, no, no. So, even if it takes me to sit there. I really uh, would rather try in the pool first me. Or I can give you a spiritual solution. I only have spiritual solutions. What? Take the man. Okay, you listening? I'm going to give you a spiritual solution to how you can focus. Are you ready? Spiritual solution to focus. One of the reasons why we're all over the place is because we think we're in charge of the world. We think that everything is riding on our efforts and everything is going to be determined by what we do. We think we're in control of our destiny. So we're bogged down by all the many things that we need to do. I need, I need to do this. I must do that. I gotta get that. I gotta do that. When you are in charge of your own destiny, it's a very scary world. Because you and I both know that you may not be capable. And you gotta get everything done and everything in. If I don't, if I don't do this, if I don't get this done right now, who knows what's gonna happen with us. When a person, when a person thinks they're in control of their own destiny, so the world becomes overwhelming. Because you know how many parts have to go in place for you to have a success? Make sure everyone's healthy. You gotta make sure everyone's healthy. You gotta make sure everyone is doing well. You gotta make sure everyone has pranasat. You gotta make sure your business is right. You gotta make sure your customers are happy. You gotta make sure your wife is okay. You gotta If you look at how many things have to go well in life for your life to be normal, you know, sometimes, you see it, some small issue comes up in a family, and a hundred people, one hundred people, their life will change because of that one thing. If you know, if you can imagine how many things have to go right, how many billions of things have to go right, for you, not only your body, your wife, her mother, her grandmother, her sister, her niece, her niece, your, your friends, your business partner, his wife. That his wife is out, your partner's out, your partner's out, now it's all in your head. You can't handle it. Now many things have to go right for your life to be normal. You wake up in the morning, you're able to come to pray, you're able to go to work, you have a no. You know how many things happened this morning, more or less the right way, then you could do this. Now, when you think that you're going to control all that, so you have to worry about everything, so then there, there, there's no more room. It's really worth worrying about. If I have to worry about each person's helmet, and each person's day, and each person's situation, each person's app, take over. It's impossible because because Hashem didn't give us amazing things. Think about that. Hashem made it that way. Why didn't Hashem make it that we could focus on a hundred things at one end? Why? Well, uh, your computers could do it. Nothing. 
Why didn't Hashem make it? Think about it. Why didn't Hashem make it that we could focus on a hundred things at the same time? Hope. A computer can do it. We can't do it. Because he wants us to rely on him. Because how do you how do you focus on one thing when there are so many things on your head? Answer is when you realize there's nothing on your head. The only thing on your head is the moment that you need to do right then. There's nothing else on your head. There's nothing that you can do. Not up to you. The only thing up to you is your ishtad look, is your effort. The effort of the moment. That's all you need to do. And that's all that you could do. Not at the moment where you're supposed to be doing it. For example, when Shabbat comes, Six days in Pedraj says, when Shabbat is done, make sure your work is done. That's what Midrash said. What do you mean done? How can it be done? I'm not done yet. No, no. Your work is done. Ah, there's papers on the table. I got things to ship. I have people to call. I have a bank that I have to deal with. No. Do you hear me? Your work is done. But what about all the things that aren't done? It's not your work. Whatever is not done and whatever is not your current hishtadlut is not your work. Anything that you're not supposed to be doing right now is not called your work. That's God's work. Don't get involved in this business. You do your work. That's why Hashem says, I'm not letting you focus on a hundred. Because focusing on a hundred things, you don't feel your connection to the Creator. You focus on one and you know that the rest is in His end. So the Midah of Taharat, the Midah of Purity, to answer your question, is best acquired when you know that your life is, you were given only Hishtadlut. You were not given the power to affect anything else in your life, except your effort. And if you know that, all of a sudden, you don't worry about other things. You worry about what you're doing and nothing else. Because that's not in your realm. Why are you worrying about it? It's not here yet. Not something I have to do right now. This is the way the spirit is them in. That is the real way to be focused. You don't have to worry about what's not in front of you. You have to plan. That's part of doing things, right? But once you're involved in something, and that, that needs to be your focus, the risk was not, not in your head. It's not in your league. And there was not, the results of each will be better. The results of and everything will be, be better. Everything will be fine. Good but when you think that you're the lot of guys, you think you're the guy, you're the genius that's making your world run perfectly. You need to make sure every. You need to know that your great grandson is going to have money. You know what I'm saying? They're working at a hundred years so their great great grandchildren have money in the bank. When you think you're running the world, your light becomes dispersed. Your mind becomes dispersed, and you're not able to focus on what you're supposed to be accomplishing in your life in all areas. But Tara means focus 
on what you have to do. Whatever Hashem gives you, focus on it and learn to take care of the rest. Don't get involved in his business. His business, what's his business? Even if it's your business in five minutes from now, right now, it's his business. Think about that. It's your business, it's his business. But today we learned that even your business in five minutes is his business. It's not your business until it's the time to deal with. But until it's your time, it's called his business. It's over. When Shabbat comes, what happens to your business? It's in. Till till Shabbat comes, it's yours. You gotta work with it. Oh, Shabbat's here. Now it's all well. Who took it over? Get the girl. Whatever you need to do for the moment is your business. What you gotta do later, tomorrow, next week, not your business. Then you're wired and you're now focused. You become a strong person. You become a powerful, focused person doing what you need to do at the best of your ability. Not having a rock that's cut into a hundred pieces. You're one big... That, by the way, that's how it says... It says... That Yaakov Avinu... Which is going to end up, sorry, but... Yaakov Avinu... Yaakov Avinu... There was that big rock... And all the shepherds... They couldn't... Oh, the rock. So Yaakov was very upset. He couldn't see evil. He saw shepherds working for a boss. And they were not doing their job. They're sitting around, not working. It bothered it. So he removed the rock himself. What was he, Summer? I'm not a regular. Perk? The Midrash says, Yehazlet, look at his word. It's a song that Ashkenazim say during one of the team. It says, Yehazlet. Yehazlet. One heart. One heart. One heart. Yihad live. What's the word yihad? Yehud. Yehud. L'shem yehud. L'shem yehud. But what's yehud made of? Unified in his focus. Yihad live. Which means when you usually do something, you're using a little bit of energy. But if you're following yihad, if you bring all your energy together, he was so focused on moving that rod, he put all that he had, and he moved around. Which means even physically, when we don't put all our koan together, we're not able to move the important rocks of life. You have to have complete focus, and you'll have complete gravel in that. The way to have complete focus is realizing this is your only job. Everything else is not your job until it becomes, it's not yours. I'm a good leader, but...